just saw a video of a podcast where people are talking about the possibility that women create arguments for the purpose of creating the ability to be reassured. And I think that maybe when he said that, I heard it differently. He expounds that when a person is arguing or, you know, creating this emotional moment, it's to test if you will be there with them. Because if you react and you show some form of reaction or attempt to reassure them, they feel better rather than a person who's nonchalant. There's this thought process of like, does this person care about me? Do they love me? Do they do they like me? You know, are they concerned with my well-being? Da, da, da. And so I could see that from one side, but I think it's multi-layered because it's not really creating this situation to test your emotional status because because the next thing he says is like you know if if they're emotional too they're right there with you and i'm sitting there thinking like no i don't think that's it if this test this is more of a shit test this is more of a this is a, a a hero test in a situation that isn't dangerous or an emergency it's just a concern of mine do you still react like the hero because the hero is supposed to come to my aid now i will say the interesting thing about this which i just saw a video the other day that was really good it's 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 called it's not the nail but another you know representation of this that's just the same is um White man can't jump. I think a lot more people might know that reference than the it's not the nail. But the concept is that women tend to tend to tell men their concerns for the desire for the man to relate to your concerns, but not react. That's why I say it's a shit test. It's a hero test because you're still supposed to be the guy who who rec- who rescues her from the tower. But instead, instead of rescuing her from the tower and, you know, defeating the dragon, now you're climbing Rapunzel's hair and sitting up in the tower with her, experiencing how much it sucks. Because the reality is that a lot of times that's really more so what women want nowadays is to feel human and you to accept her humanity. And to be a human with her. And so that's why I'm like, yeah, no, nah, it's a shit test. Because if you if you react or you overreact, it's unattractive. I don't want you to fix it. I don't want you to overreact. I don't want you to, you know, be trying to look for the answer. I simply, when I show you this want to feel reassured now this again is just another example of that socially acceptable electra complex 
which is this idea of women trying to make their partner their father. Now, my perspective isn't like Freud's. There's no sexual piece to this and there's no negative to this. There's this obsession in our society. Oh, I don't want to be his mother and I don't want him to be my father. You say that, but let's be realistic. The truth is, this is a moment to prove the father the fatherly trait. Because the Band-Aid is great. The peroxide is great. But most kids, what do they want? Kiss my boo-boo. Hug me. Pick me up. Put me in your lap. Coddle me while I cry. Tell me these things that reassure me, that make me feel better. Tell me these things that give me self-confidence. Tell me these things that make you seem like my protector, like my comforter. That's why I always say like this idea that men are not nurturers is ridiculous. Because most kids, sure, running to your mom is great. But running to your dad is different because he's the one you envision as strong. That's powerful. He's the one that's actually protecting you more often. If, of course, you know that was your family's structure. In any case. And it's something to be said that women who didn't grow up with the father are still looking for that fatherly energy. So that's really the reassurance that's coming in is like, You were able to make me feel better with your actions and your words without actually having to fix it or to overreact to my emotions. Then there's the other side of the spectrum, because that was also something interesting. I thought he said when he's like the nonchalant person, you feel like, do they care about me? Actually, this is similar to what I was talking about. Before, when I said that men who don't have any money behave very similarly to men who do. Successful men and unsuccessful men have very similar behaviors. This is also interesting. Nonchalant men and extremely secure, comfortable men behave similarly. Because a nonchalant man makes you feel comfortable because he didn't react. He didn't say anything. He didn't do anything. An emergency doesn't seem like an emergency. Concern doesn't. It's the same as like what people say when everyone in the room is loud and you talk softly. Or you don't talk at all or you leave the room. It will completely nullify the argument. It's the same concept. I never overreacted. I never reacted at all. And so your automatic reaction is to slowly get closer and closer to how I am. Being a nonchalant man, I know from experience, but I've also seen from observation that over time, this person's personality tends to drain out of them And become more and more nonchalant. Because you are. So. Because I'm like. A lot of nonchalant men are. 
men, women find nonchalant men attractive. So why is that then? If you're because they behave the same. The difference though is with the nonchalant man, number one, you don't know what he's thinking. You don't know if he's actually going to reassure you. It's not even really a question of this is one of those moments where a woman says something, but what she said isn't the root of the concern. So if you focus on that, which would be the reaction phase, you will miss all of the other underlying because the problem here isn't do you love me? Do you care about me? The problem is, do you care about me enough to protect me? But then it goes beyond that. Will you protect me? But then it goes beyond that. And it goes all the way down to the feelings and the first developmental stages. I need to feel safe with you. You didn't do anything. You didn't say anything. I don't know what you're going to do. It's it's when you get down to I like to I like to think about developmental stages really as a, what would a baby be thinking? Cuz when you get past safety, it's will you show up when I need you to? What does a baby do? A baby does not know how safe it is or unsafe it is. A baby will play with a cobra. If it hasn't learned not to. But when something happens, what I need is for you to show up. And that's the problem with someone who's nonchalant is you don't know what they're going to do. You don't know their thoughts. You don't know their patterns. You don't know their concerns. And so it makes a lot of sense to me to say that, yeah. Women are probably creating these scenarios and they're probably creating these arguments and they're probably blowing up, whether consciously or subconsciously, to shit test you. See, now then, what I'm saying to men is, are you aware of that? And if you aren't, now that you know, what are you going to do about it? Because I was watching this video and I was going, wow. I have not only failed myself, but failed this other person how many times? How many times has someone said something and I overreacted? Because I didn't like what they said or how they said it. How many times has somebody said something and I just generally reacted? Or let me fix it. Let me figure out what I need to do to to get this problem away or trying to tell them what they should do to fix the problem I don't I don't tend to feel like I'm a very emotional emotionally expressive emotionally reactive person And so that I, you know, I think about that. Like a lot, I think a lot of men we struggle because that's what we want. They want those words of affirmation, and that's what this reassurance is. Those words 
that put a person at ease. That fatherly energy. I think the problem is, it's funny how I'm seeing all of these things tying together because what I said before in another episode, people are attracted to people based off of traits that you have, whether good or bad, inherent, natural or nurtured into you, created, false, whatever, it doesn't matter, that's why they were attracted to you. Something in you gave off fatherly energy and that's why this girl is attracted to you. It's not the only reason, but I'm just saying it's one of them. It's interesting because you you realize that if you were a very reassuring person when you first met them, and of course you probably were because most people are, you want people to feel like the things that they're doing are normalized and are okay, they're accepted. Over time you get tired of that. Your mind tells you and society tells you that you're an adult and they're an adult and so they're supposed to be mature because you're mature so you shouldn't have to coddle them. And that's what we equate this to. I'm coddling you. Every time you feel sad and you feel hurt, every time you have a question, every time you feel lonely, insecure, blah, 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 you want me to reassure you. Every time you're worried that our relationship is falling apart or I'm losing interest or someone else is gaining my interest, you want me to reassure you. But when we think of that, we think of a a child. A child needs to be talked to to give reassurance. We think adults should be logical. And so you should create your entire reality and your entire perception of me in this relationship based off of my actions not my words I don't want to have to come home and pick you up and put you in my lap and put your head on my chest and pat your hair and tell you no everything's alright I love you you don't have to worry like you do a child whose parents are getting divorced But that's what we see. That's how we see it. So again, the question then becomes, and it's even worse for men, so again the question becomes, man, did you know this? If you didn't know it, what are you going to do about it now that you know? 